Uh, let us pray. Our precious Father, I want to thank you for the privilege of the, what we are doing tonight, bringing your word by your spirit to all of us, to your people, the word that breaks yokes, the word that heals, the word of your power. We trust you, Lord, that you will open our eyes, open our ears, so that we'll hear and be healed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're talking about the living Jesus, and we're going to focus on healing, the living Jesus Christ, our healer. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 16, it says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. We need to start uh, this by dealing with what is basically a serious issue uh, among Christians. A lot of Christians don't receive from God. They don't. And a lot of people, they don't get healed. So they end up in hospitals, end up in this. We want to look at how to receive from God. Because there's no point talking when you don't know how to receive from God. There's a way you receive from God. God is a spirit. You don't see him. So you can't stretch your hand and be, and be receiving. There's a way you receive. There's a way you keep it. If you don't follow this, you're not going to receive anything. So we need to see how we receive things from God. So we see how we receive healing. And so it's uh, only by believing what God says. Only by believing what God says. And it's not believing generally. Because it's easy to believe generally. You can say God heals. That won't heal you. It's just like somebody say, yeah, Jesus is Lord. Many people sing Jesus is Lord. For years I was singing it, but I was never saved. Was never saved. The thing that makes it yours is that you have to brand it and accept it as yours. You don't get saved until you accept Jesus as your own Lord and personal Savior. General faith will not get you anything. But that's where a lot of people live. They think it will work for them. It won't work for them. What will work for you is to brand it and make it yours. Make it yours. It's mine. That's number one thing. And number two is that many put receiving before believing. And it's natural because that's the way we live our lives in the natural realm. They say seeing is believing. But when you want to receive with God, you re- from God, you reverse it. But we, we have done seeing is believing for so many years. It has become our mantra. It has become the way we do things without even thinking. So unconsciously, we apply it to God and we fail. John chapter 4, verse 48. It says, Then said Jesus unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. That's why many people are. They want to feel goose pimple. They want to see. They won't believe nothing. A lot of people are here. That's where they're living. Even, even, even if they see signs and wonders, they will still not believe. Because this has been the way we've lived our lives for many years. They say, hold habits thy heart. But this is how you receive from God. Look at John 20, 29. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Be blessed. If you want the blessing, this is how it comes. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. They get the blessing. You put believing first before you get it. You got to reverse it. Luke 1, 45. And blessed is he, blessed is she that believeth. Blessed is she that believeth. That believeth first that this is mine. For then, then there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. If she doesn't believe it, those things told her from the Lord will not work. It's just as simple as that. You believe first. Then there'll be a performance. This is where a lot of Christians get frustrated. They pray and pray and pray and pray some more. And then maybe I need to add some more fasting at the end of the day. Just nothing happens. Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things ever you desire. That's for you personally. You desire. What things ever you desire. You desire healing. You desire this. What things ever you desire. When you pray... Believe first. Believe first. What do you believe first? That you have received them. What will happen? Then you shall have them. Exactly what Jesus said. Blessed is she that believed first. See, 
Why should I believe? Because that's what God said. You've got to believe something. You've got to believe what God told you. If God said, I've given it, the scripture says, if you pray, I, I, I give it to you. Believe so. Simple. Jesus said, don't locate these things by what you see and by your feelings. But because we have lived this way for many years, we're finding it difficult to get out of it. And we're getting nothing. So we see people tripping around looking for a prophet who will tell them whether God answered their prayer. Oh, they are praying, but they want another pastor to pray for them. They have no confidence in what they are doing. They have no confidence because they failed and failed and failed. They can't trust their prayer. After they pray, they are still looking whether the pastor will see vision for them. And that's failure. Even if, you see, even if they see vision, they still won't believe. You can't receive anything unless it's true faith. You will not. James 1.6, but let him ask in faith, not wavering, not wavering. You can't say, I've received now. Tomorrow you say, oh, I thought he gave it to me. Why? Because you, things change. God, Jesus said, hey, believe you receive it will be us. But now you are no more believing you receive it. So you can't waver. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Then verse 7. Verse 7 says, for let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Now, we read these scriptures, we think it's not true. Because we don't have the habit of believing the Bible. Most times, the Bible we read is mental assent to give it. It's mental assent to give it. So when the Bible says you can't receive anything of the Lord unless you believe, we don't think it's true. We don't even <laughs> bother about it. So we storm into our prayer and praying and doing that, and still nothing works. Because you haven't got to realize that when God tells you that you can't receive anything from me, if you're not going to believe that you received it, you won't believe him. Oh, no, you won't believe him. You think it's anointing, anointing, anointing. Totally is that you must learn how to hold what you have. Now, these things help us. So, no, so that when we preach this word, you, you receive it and hold it. You must learn how to hold what you have. You, that God can heal you, but if you don't know how to hold the healing, you lose it. You can lose it in a jiffy. You can lose it in the Now the devil can steal it. Now a thief steals what you have already. Now, have you ever heard of a thief who steals what you don't have? The devil is a thief. So if he's a thief, he's coming after what you have already. You can't steal what I don't have. You can steal only what I have. So you must learn to keep what you have. Revelations two twenty five. But that which you have already hold fast till I come. Hold fast. Why hold fast? There's a thief who I wonder about going around. And the way he steals it, he see, starts up storms. And you say, well, I thought God healed me. Everything goes, Peshakam, you lose it right there. You can't waver. No, you can't waver. Because that thing he's bringing, those symptoms and things, he's still the devil. You know, devil, I got it yesterday, I still have it. And then you keep your testimony steady. That's how it works. It's called fight of it. The living Jesus is still alive today. You don't even have to see him. You don't have to see visions. He is as real as he is. All you need to do is to listen to his word. What Jesus will do if you see him, his word will do if you don't see him. You see, that's why many people don't read their Bible. Because they, they, they don't even take their Bible seriously because they don't know that they have what they need. They have what they need. The Bible says, when you have that word, all things become possible to you. You don't have to see Jesus physically. All things are possible to them that believe. Again, believing first, believing first, everything becomes possible. If we know the power of the Bible, you don't need anybody to preach to you, to study, to read it, to believe it. You don't need anybody because that's power itself. So Jesus is alive today. The scripture tells us that he's the anointed one that the prophets talked about. And he came and confirmed it and said, I'm the anointed one that came to heal you, to set you free. I'm the one. Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden, that the devil's burden, the burden of the devil, shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. And his yoke, the devil is the one that gives yokes, from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. That's what the prophets wrote. Remember, somebody said, we have seen him whom Moses and the prophets wrote about, Christ Jesus himself. He is the subject of the Bible. He is divine plan to heal you, to set you free, to give you new life, to bring you blessings, all of it free of charge. So when Jesus came in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he confirmed it. 
He said, I'm the one. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Remember, Isaiah said, the anointing is going to destroy these yokes. Jesus came and said, here is it. <laughs> Christ, the Christ is the anointed one. I'm the, I'm the one that destroys yokes. I'm the one that takes the burden off your head. I'm the one. I'm right here. The, 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 it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. The anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor, he has sent me. What did he send Jesus to do? To start a religion. He has sent me to announce release. Because I have the anointed. I'm the anointed one. I've come for freedom to happen. To, the, the Bible says, if the son shall set you free, you are free indeed. Really, really free. Oh, by Sunday. Oh, by Sunday you hear some things you, I'm sure you never heard before. Because we're going to be developing this and going on and on. As we, you can't finish it in one hour. That I, you know. So he says, he says, he has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered, as delivered, not to be delivered, as delivered. Those who are oppressed by any form of oppression at all, all manner of limitations at all, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. Who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, broken down by calamity to proclaim the acceptable, the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors. These things are free. You don't have to fight for it. You don't have to. It's free. You don't have to. We made religion out of Christianity and I'm paying great price for it. That's why the world doesn't respect us. Because they are not seeing the power that is, in, that is in you. They are not seeing the power that is in the church. If they start seeing the power of God, they will rush to the church straight away. He said, this, this is the time of, of, this is amazing. This is really amazing. He said, free favors of God profusely abound. Free favors of God is what I am announcing to you. This freedom, this healing, this deliverance, this destroying yokes is free favors from God. It's called the works of grace. But you know many churches do not accept the grace of God. And you wonder, so they reject all these things that are free favors of God. Oh yeah, because now they prescribe 40 days drive, 100 days drive. Like Jesus said, I've come to announce it to you. It's free favors of God. Freedom. If something is free and favor, can you tell me which English, you are, which English book you are reading that says that you have to pay for it? Healing is free and it's yours. Can I hear amen? I say, can I hear amen? amen? It's free. Jesus said, I came to announce it, freedom. You are bruised, free. I have the anointing to destroy those things. That's what I came to do. So he, you don't see him today, but he delivers the realities of this thing through his word today. Through his word today. In the book of Acts, I think it's Acts chapter 20, 32, or I'm not. He says, it is through the word of his grace that the blessings come to us. It is through declaring and preaching these things Jesus has done that it manifests. So that if you believe it, if you believe it, it becomes yours. So as I'm talking to you, if you accept these things, it becomes yours. Jesus said, blessed are those who believe first. Then they see it. Hebrew 1.3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person... And upholding all things by the word of his power. His word is manifestation of his power, of his glory, of who he is. Remember that the word is God. doesn't have any less power. doesn't have any less influence. Your word, you are as good as your word. He calls it the word of his power. You don't have to see him. You can see Jesus in his word. You can see what he said, what he wrote to you. You believe it, you see it performed. Now look at the example which we read before. We read it before, Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. And when Jesus was come, and when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever, and he touched her hand. Did you realize that nobody told Jesus? He just saw her and touched her hand. And the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them, verse 16. And when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, he cast out those spirits, the anointing is here, bestows yokes, by his word, by 
And they didn't say words by his word, by his word. And healed all that were sick by his word. Wherever Jesus is being preached, his power to heal is there. He's there. Look, wherever two or three are gathered in his name, healing power is there. Right? Wherever he is, the power. Is he not the anointed one? The power is there. Wherever Jesus is being preached, as we are preaching it now, his power to heal is here and where you are listening to it. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching. See, he was teaching his word. He was teaching his word. As we are teaching it now, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town and of Galilee, Judea, Jerusalem. They came from everywhere. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. We don't have time. We would have read more. You find that none of them was healed. All of them. It was there to heal them, but none of them. They didn't believe it. They said to one man that they brought and opened the roof and brought him down. That was the only one that was healed. The power was there to heal them, but they didn't heal them. Somebody discovered that the word of Jesus heals. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, you know, this Jesus said, they all said, I want, I'm coming to your house. He said, don't come. We can't imagine Jesus say, coming to my house. <laughs> he's coming. <laughs> he's coming, no. Jesus said, he's coming to my house. I'll go there and make sure he follows me home. But this man said, you don't have to come. I don't need, if somebody says, you don't have to come, then you don't need a prophet if you know what you're doing. If somebody says, I don't need you to come, sir. Your word is all I need. Then why do you need a prophet? Why are you following prophets around? Because you don't know what you're talking about. You don't believe nothing. You just, you just go to church and just speak. You don't know anything. If you know what you're doing like this man, and you know that there is power in that word, in that Bible you're carrying around, the man said, if the man says, I don't need the Lord to come, I'm asking you, Christian, why are you following prophets around? Isn't the word of God sufficient for you? Didn't this man say, sir, their word is sufficient for me? Found your word is full of power and authority. When you say so, that's what it is. I'm following pastors around. Why? Because you haven't found what this man found. Out. So the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that I should have come under my roof, but speak the word only. So that's all. Your word, your word only. And you have your Bible. That's his word. That when you open it, that's him talking to you directly from that word. Speak the word only. I don't need a bracatabra. I don't need the, I don't need anything else. I don't need, I don't need rituals. Ritualism, face this way seven times, this way ten times. That's mark of serious ignorance. He says, your word is all I need. Period. Speak the, that, the, that word only. Only. And the man said what will happen. It's not a guesswork to him. And my servant shall be healed. You see, he's believed already that, yeah, if you speak it, it works. He believed already. He hasn't seen it, but he believed it. He declared what will happen. That's what Jesus is saying. You believe first. Then it shall be performed for you. He has believed it. Mark, then verse 13. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way as thou hast believed. Believe it first. Jesus said, as If you have believed this, if you have believed this, that my word works, it shall be so for you. No ritual, nothing. No ritual, nothing. As simple as that. Go thy way as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in that same self hour as he has believed first. He didn't see the servant get well. He didn't see him stand up. The fever was said there, everything. But he said this. Once you speak that word, that's it. I believe it. And Jesus said, if you believe it, it shall be so for you. And he did. It was so for him. Isn't it possible right now? There comes believe the same word and it'll be so for you. It'll be so for you. If you work for him, you need to tell me why it won't work for you. Look at Acts chapter 14, verse 8. While they were at Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. Now, this is amazing. This is the same thing that happened here. I mean, you haven't even had crippled feet. He had crippled feet. He had been that way from birth. I mean, look at this one. From birth. From birth. From birth. So he had never walked before. Again, no ritualism, nothing. Only the word. And yet you have your Bible, yet you come to church, and yet they preach this word every time. Something is wrong. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached. Wherever the word of Jesus is being preached, healing power is there. You don't have to invoke it. You don't have to invite, I invite the Holy Trip to come. He's there. Because he said, wherever two or three are gathered, I'm there. 
It's all these prayers we say that we should stop it because it's embarrassing. Begging the Holy Spirit to come. <laughs> Begging him. Let's pray that the Holy Spirit will come. When you hear that kind of prayer, you need to check whether you need to leave those people. They are going to feed you with unbelief. Destroy the little faith you have. Those are the people walking by side. They want until the chairs begin shaking. I want you to show me here. Quit chair. Quit chair. Shook and show me here. The centurion, tell me what, what tables fall apart. Verse 9. And listening as Paul preached, looking straight at him, Paul realized he had faith to be healed. He has believed what that man is telling me about. Come on. What made him believe for healing was Paul must have been telling him that Jesus has healed you. That Jesus brought healing. Because Paul said, I was called to preach the gospel. Jesus said, the gospel is to declare to the people their freedom, their healing. I've come. I'm the deliverer. Tell them what I did. You know, they won't tell them. They didn't take commandments for them, putting them under condemnation and stuff like that. How can people believe in that kind of atmosphere? So Paul must have been telling this man something that he believed that, that the man said, wow, this, this is real. This is true. This is true. This is true for me, for me. So he believed. He had faith to be healed. He believed what Paul was saying. So Paul called to him in a loud voice, stand up. And the man jumped to his feet and started walking. Talk to me, man. Talk to me. This man hasn't been in any Sunday school yet. He hasn't been. He just was hearing Paul preach. Paul was declaring the gospel, freedom, freedom. Jesus came and healed you. He set you free. He was telling them. And the man said, yeah, he set me free. Yeah, he healed me. And the apostle, why? He has believed this. He said, so he has healed you. So get up now. You don't have to stay there. <laughs> get up, God. He has healed you. You don't have to stay. You don't need my coming to lay hands on you, pray for you. No, 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 no. Because the way to receive it is when you believe it, it becomes yours. Well, simple. It's not, there is nothing that God gives us that is complicated. Once it's complicated, it is not God. It is people trying to complicate it to confuse you. No complication there. God can give you something you can, that you can't take. God cannot give you blessing that's out of reach. God can give you something that you can't handle. God can't do that. It's not possible. This is a loving God. He brings it down to the lowest shelf. Only believe. <laughs> Just to believe me. That's it. The man jumped from bat. Brethren, think of it. Never walked before. Never was in Sunday school. They had Paul preach the gospel. What's the gospel? Good news. What's good news to a man who hasn't walked? You have been healed. You should be healed. Praise the Lord. Now, there are people who will not believe. In Mark chapter 6, they will not believe. Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. <laughs> his hometown. You know, familiarity. They know him. So they won't believe. You know, you, 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 you get, sometimes you get too familiar with God that you start insulting him. I mean, you go to church for many years, you get too familiar with this. that He loses value for you. Don't get there. I'm telling you, don't, get, don't take God from granted. And get to a point where you lose, all, you don't honor God again, you don't honor his word. You, you, you have no, no sacredness in your heart for the things of God. You become so used to it, too used to your Bible, you don't even read it. The day you read it, we pray. You're just, you're just putting yourself in a great disadvantage. So next Sabbath day, he began teaching in the synagogue. And many who had been were amazed. I mean, look at this. You think that they'll they say, man, that someone was powerful or You think they believe it? They, they ask, where did they get all this wisdom and the power to perform miracles? Then he, they scoffed. I've had it before, my friend. I've had that someone before. I've had it before. Okay, you had it before. What did you do in your life? Not, that's why God is bringing it back. Because you haven't believed it yet. Then they scoffed, he's just a carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James. Joseph, Judas, Simon, and his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. They did not believe his word. They rejected his word and rejected the blessing that comes with it. And so what happened? Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own relatives and his own family. Verse 5. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them. He couldn't because the, the way it works is when you believe, you see it. They didn't believe. There's nothing to see. Couldn't do any miracles among them. Except they say he placed his hand on a few, few sick people. Only few believed in the rest, didn't. And the power to heal them was there. It was there. It was there. The centurion said, the word is all I need. They had that word. They saw the power. They still couldn't believe it. 
Proverbs 4.20 tells us exactly what we need to be doing. My child, pay attention to what I say. Don't take these things for granted. Don't scoff at the word of God. Here, see, when you hear teachings like this, you get, I listen to teachings like this over and over. What else am I listening to? What is there to give me life? I want to hear God. I play it in my car. I don't have time for any other thing because, man, my life is on the line. Are you kidding me? I want to stay alive. If you don't have interest in these things, just forget it. It won't work for you. Say, my child, pay attention to what I say. That's how it's going to work for you. Listen carefully to my word. What's the next thing? Don't lose sight of them. There are many competent things. Keep those things by the side, my friend. You want healing? Go take it and listen. Chew it. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them. And healing their whole body. Now, if you see something like this, tell me why in the world you will not do it. When it assures you that if you do this, it brings you healing. It restores your life. Changes your life. Why shouldn't you do what God said to do? Why? Now, the question sometimes people ask is, will God heal me? They're not sure whether God will heal them. Whether it's the will of God to heal them. It's always the will of God to heal. It's always the will of God to heal. And God will heal. Jesus said he sent me to bring you healing. So how can it not not be the will of God to heal? Look at Matthew chapter 8 from verse 1. Large crowds gathered, followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Verse 2. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing... In other words, if it's your will, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. Remember, I said leper. And in Israel, you don't touch lepers. But Jesus touched him, saying, I am willing. That, the case closed forever for you, for me. For, it's no respect of persons. If he says to one man, I am willing, then he says to you and to me, I am also what? Willing. I want you to be well. That's why I came. I am willing. But do what I said. Give attention to my word. Let it penetrate. I am willing. So there's no question of whether he's willing to heal or not. He said, I'm willing. Now let's even look at what sickness really is so we understand it. And see how Jesus tackled it and gave us healing. You know, we're warned to beware of the afflictions of the, the, the devil. The devil brings afflictions. In 1 Peter 5, 8 to 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil... As a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions, his causing afflictions, are accomplished in your brethren in the world. He's the one causing afflictions everywhere. He's the one causing sickness. I remember telling my wife a few days ago, I saw, I saw a vision in my spirit. I saw how these things happen. I think God was showing it to me to see it practically. When I saw it, I said to the Lord, what is this? He said, I'm showing you what the devil is doing. Just saw this thing like a big uh, vulture. It was, was picking at somebody's, I think it's this side of the body. was picking, it, it, it's not like a, a bird that picks something to swallow. No, with the beak, it was picking at it, uh, piercing and pulling the thing, and piercing and pulling the thing. I'm like, wow. And the Lord said, I'm showing you what demons, demons do in the body of people. And I rebuked that thing. Immediately I rebuked it in Jesus' name. I saw it fly like a big vulture, whoom, 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 out. He brings afflictions, brother. Don't let anybody deceive you. He brings afflictions. He's the wicked one. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Luke 13, 10. Now, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and there was a woman there who, for 18 years, had had an infirmity caused by a spirit, a demon of sickness. For 18 years, a demon of sickness. She was bent completely forward and utterly unable to strengthen herself up or to look upward. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. And said to her, woman, you are released from your infirmity. Then he laid his hands on her, and instantly she was made straight. And she recognized and thanked and praised God. And I think the, the verse 16, is it verse 16? I think it's verse 16. Can you? Yeah, verse 16. So the, you know all those Pharisees, they say you don't have to heal on the Sabbath. And Jesus said, explain what happened. He said, 
And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan, Satan has kept bound for 18 years. Satan, Satan. It's unfortunate that we don't understand the spiritual basis of things. We explain away things from the physical easily. Jesus said, this is Satan that bound this woman. 18 years. Can't he be loose on, from this bond on a Sabbath day? Mark chapter 9, verse 25. Now, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit and saying unto him, Thou dump and deaf the spirit. You see, demons make people dump, make them not to talk, make them deaf. Thou dump and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no mouth into him. Dump, deaf, demons. John 10, 10. The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I mean, this is it. Anything that he came to kill, is, is it not what sickness does? Is it not what afflictions do? To destroy and steal your joy, steal your life, steal your money, steal, your, steal everything. I'm come that they may have life. So I came to give you life. I didn't come to give you sickness. I came to restore life to you. And I hear amen. I mean, I want a bigger amen. amen. And that they might have it more abundantly. I'm not giving you life barely. I'm giving you abundance. God does not make anybody sick. Don't let any devil tell you that story. It's the devil that afflicts people. In Jeremiah 29, verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. See? They are plans for good, not disaster. To give you a future and a hope. To give you a future and a hope. Now, in John chapter, chapter 1 John 3, 8b, the last line there, it says, But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to destroy all these works of affliction, all these works of affliction, to destroy the works of the devil. And then he went to the root, the thing that opened the door to demons to be doing these things is the sin of Adam and the sin that people commit. The sin of Adam. Romans 5, 17. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over men. What, what, what brings death? It's not sickness. It's the sin of Adam. That opened the door for Satan to start afflicting people with sickness and everything. He says it caused death to rule over many, but even greater, even greater now is God's wonderful grace. You see, Jesus said, The day of God's favor, abundance, grace is here. Is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive these works of grace, it will they will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Those who receive these works of grace that Jesus came to give us, they will live in triumph over the works of affliction and all those things. They have to receive it. They have to believe it. In, um, let me jump a little bit because of time. Isaiah 53 verse 4. Isaiah 53 verse 4 to 6 is the mantra of salvation and freedom. That's why God gave the prophets a revelation of what Jesus came to do, was coming to do. This was the key to your healing, if you understand it. Isaiah 43, 4 to 6. Surely he has borne our griefs. Surely he has borne what? Our griefs. And carried our what? Sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were what? Healed. Verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Now, let me read this in other translations. It will help us understand it. Let me read the Young literal translation. Young, Dr. Young was a, a Hebrew, he spoke, I think, I said 32 languages or so, and so he knows Hebrew, knows all these things. This is a direct translation of that Isaiah 53 from verse 3. Let me read from verse 3. He's despised and left of men a man of pains and acquainted with sicknesses. And as one hiding the face from us, he's despised and we esteemed him not. Verse 4. Surely, please listen to this. Surely, our sicknesses he had borne. Does God lie? I'm asking. Talk to me. He says, surely, our sicknesses he has what? They're not talking. He has what? Born. And our pains he had carried. And we, we have esteemed him plagued, smitten of God and afflicted. And he is pierced for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace 
is on him, and by his bruise, there is healing to us. See how Jesus provided healing? He came here and took your place, took your sicknesses, became sick. God afflicted him. He took it so that you don't have it again. Simple thing, exchange, works of grace, works of grace. He took it. He became sick for me. You don't have to be. And the sin that caused this thing, he too was afflicted. He paid for the sin. So I don't owe sin anything. Let me read some other translations here. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let me read the, I think Isaiah 53.10 is a young literal translation. And Jehovah had, had delighted to bruise him. He had made him sick. He made him sick so that I'd be healed. That's young literal translation. Now, I want to read Dr. Isaac Lesser. Dr. Isaac Lesser well, has these 24 books of the Old Testament. I, want, I went to research these things from so many Hebrew scholars to know if that translation is the same. And I found it's the same. Dr. Isaac Lesser is the only person who translated the Bible that Orthodox Jews accepted his translation as correct. So you must know what he's talking about. So look at how he translated Isaiah 53 verse 4. He was despised and shunned by men, a man pained and acquainted with disease, but only our disease did he bear them. Is it not the same? He bared them. He bared them. And our pains he carried. And through his bruises was healing granted to us. Woo. Somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> through his bruises. It's not through any other thing. Brethren, who has believed this truth? Only believe and you will see. Through his bruises, God afflicted him with, he said he put sickness on him. He made him carry our sin. Why? Because he became sin for us. He became sin for us. The affliction of sin hit him. So that it won't, it won't hit you. 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 I say it won't hit you. It won't hit you. Why? Because it cannot hit you because it already hit you. Jesus. Say they carried it. That's why he bore it. He took it. So that I don't take it no more. But he said the way to this thing is not any other thing. He said believe it first. That's what that man was listening to Paul preach. And Paul realized this man has believed this thing. I said Get up and walk. The question is, if that man can do that, you know I can do the same. And we can do the same. Can I hear amen? We can do the same. That man doesn't have two heads. He didn't hear a different gospel. The same gospel. Matthew 8, 14. Then Jesus entered Peter's home and found Peter's mother-in-law bedridden. We read it before. Severely ill with a safe fever. The moment Jesus touched her hand, she was healed. Immediately she got up and began to make dinner for them. 16. That evening, the people brought to him many who were demonized, and by, and by Jesus only speaking a word of healing over them, they were totally set free from their torment, and everyone who was sick received their healing. 17. In doing this, he fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. He put on himself our sicknesses. He came to demonstrate that I came to take away sickness from you. That's what he demonstrated there. That when he did that, he was fulfilling what Isaiah said, that he came to take away sickness from us. Take it away. He said, in doing this, Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. He put upon himself our, weak, our weaknesses and carried away our diseases and made us well. I want us to read verse 17. Can you see 17? Can you see it from where you are? Is it readable? Now let's read it together. I want to go. Let's go. No, 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 no. I want you to read it with faith. Read it that it's you. They're talking about you. So let's go. Want to go in doing this? Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. He put upon himself my weaknesses and carried away my diseases and made me well. Can we read it again? Want to go? Let's go. In doing this, Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. He put upon himself my Weaknesses, and he carried what? Away my diseases, and what again? And made me well. I want us to read it again. Let's go. One, two, go. In doing this, Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. He put upon himself our weaknesses and carried away our diseases and made us well. Remember what we said from the beginning, how to receive from God. 
Jesus said, you, you want to see this perform for you. Believe is true for you. Say, blessed is he that believeth what was told him. But there shall be a performance. So first of all, got to believe it. Don't say, oh, let me see whether the thing is still there. Forget about whether it's there or not. Just believe what he told you. Because that's where you start. Once you believe what he told you, you start acting and stop talking like you're sick. You start acting and talking like this is true. And start praising God for it. You start worshiping God for it. You start non-stop. You go back to this scripture. Remember what he said? He said, don't let this thing get out of your sight. Meditate on it day and night. He said, focus on it. Focus on it. Let it run deep into you. He said, the moment you find it. Because sometimes we think we've gotten it. I say, Pastor, I believe. It won't work. <laughs> I meet a lot of people now. They think that once they say I believe that, that's, that means they really believe. It's not true. I, used to, I used to have a lot of kind of stuff like that. Until I realized that faith is of the spirit. It comes from within you. And when it comes, you don't need to, you don't need to talk to a pastor. You, the thing will work for you. I'm telling you, it will work for you. Because God doesn't lie. God doesn't lie. John 8.32. John 8. Oh, sorry. The, the, okay, now let's go back to Colossians 1.13. Are, are, you, are you getting anything? Yeah. Colossians 1.13. For he has what? I didn't hear you. For he has what? From who? Kingdom of darkness. And transferred us where? Kingdom of Jesus. Say they had rescued us. We are no more victims of Satan. We are no more victims of Satan. You see that thing God showed me? I'm, I, the thing made me angry. I said, so this is what these this demons do. This was just, if you see this heartlessness with where he was pecking the thing, he would peck this, 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 the thing and pull it and put it. Just doing it like that. Not even swat, just like that with this big pam, 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 pam. I was watching this king. I said, what? And what, is, what the attacks is your flesh, not your spirit. It can't attack your spirit. It's your flesh. That's why sickness is in the flesh. It's in the flesh. Attacks your flesh, attacks your emotions, attacks your mind. That's all it can attack. It can't attack your spirit because your spirit is out of balance. Pains and things is in the flesh. Now you have pain here. Pain. It's in the flesh. That's what the attacks. But Jesus came and bore all of that for us. So he said, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of what? Darkness. And what did he do? John 8.32. And you will know the what? And the truth will what? So you know, it didn't say you will read the truth. It didn't say read it. It said you know it. There's a difference between reading. There's a difference between hearing, listening, and knowing. Knowing is when you believe that this is true. You have come to know that this is true. That this is true. That's what knowing is. It didn't say you shall read it. But before they say, if you continue, you continue paying attention to it, paying attention to it, paying attention to it, then you will know it. But if you, if you don't continue paying attention for it, to it, you forget it. You won't know it. You will know the truth. What is the truth? Is this things that God is telling us? Is this the scriptures, the same word of God that is telling us? Don't walk on presumption. Think you have faith when you don't. I'm telling you, when you have faith, you don't need anybody to tell you. You don't need anybody to tell you. You don't. You will know it. You, will know. you know it as like you know your name. That this thing is true. But you have to follow the process that he told us. He said, hey, you see this word I've given you. Don't let it. Don't let it. Because the devil will try to come and steal what you hear. He'll try to come and make, make you feel, feel the pain. Feel the, so you say, ah. Just know that you don't have to lose what you have gotten. You hold fast to that which you have what? You see. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 53 from verse 1. Who have believed... Our what? Report. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? It's revealed to those who believe this report. Mark 9.23. Mark 9.23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, what will happen? I'm not hearing you. I, I want to hear you. Come on. To him that, uh, can you tell me what is included in that all things? Including what? <laughs> All things. So the issue is if you can believe. That's what Jesus said. Have you known this truth? Has it become truth to you? Because when you know it, it sets you free. He didn't say, he didn't say if you can read it, if you, know, if you can believe it. If from your heart you come to know that this is true. Against all odds, like Abraham knew that the word of God is true. In spite of 100 years and everything. He said, God said it, that's it. This is true. He didn't need for that prayer. Abraham never went to God and said, Lord, eh, that thing you told us, we haven't seen it. No. He was giving thanks every day because he knows it's done. It's done. The Bible said, because of that, Isaac showed up. And you know the miracle of Abraham? After he had Isaac, Abraham had how many more children? Six more. Talk of miracle. And a hundred-year-old man was able to marry a young girl. 
and has six more children. It meant, it, look, we miss a lot. Oh, Jesus said, what I came to give you is not management. I came to give you abundantly above all you can think of in this your life. You can't even imagine what I'm doing in your life, what I brought you. You're talking of Isaac, God said, I give you six more. And you know, he didn't have that six more in one year. Come on. He didn't have it in one year. Hundred. The Bible says his body was dead. How did he marry a young girl? How was he able to have the sec- first one, second one, third one? For- because it's nothing for God to make him have children. God was not managing to make him. It was not a management thing for God. It was nothing to God. And remember, that same promise he made to Abraham. Abraham believed it as he came. Six more children came. I need to read about Abraham. He died of full old age. I want you to show me why you heard that Abraham was ever sick. Because he believed God. God counted it as righteousness. Praise the Lord. I want you to rise up. I want you to talk to God. I don't know what you believe. I don't know what you heard. I don't know what you think you heard. But you've got to talk to God yourself now. It's a time to express, to receive, to receive, to receive. Because once you believe, you got it. Once you believe, you got it. Once you believe, it's yours, yours. Once you believe, it's all yours. Once you believe, it, it's all yours. If you're in hospital, you can believe it and say, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. You can heal. This man never walked all his life. He simply believed what Jesus did for him. You can say, I'm well, I'm healed. He took my infirmities, he bore it, he took it away on himself. I don't have to carry it, Satan, you're a liar. And you must know that it's the devil afflicting you. But Jesus came to set you free. Came to set you free. Don't accept any, anything affliction that is from God. God is teaching you nothing with affliction. He doesn't do stuff like that. He teaches you with his word, not with affliction. You can believe now. You can believe now. Not tomorrow. You can believe it now. You don't have to see vision. You don't have to see nothing. You can take the word now. Now, wherever you are, you can have it now. If you have received it, you know the only thing you do is give thanks. That's all you do. Abraham gave thanks, period. I didn't see Isaac, but he believed it. He was giving thanks. And God put him there as our example. If you are listening to us in the hospital, I'm telling you, Jesus came to heal you. He took that your sickness away upon himself. He delivered you from the power of Satan, brought you out of that power. You have to, you have to believe it. You can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, wherever you are. You can, you can, you can. Because he came to set you free. He came to give you life. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is a wonderful time to say, general faith will do that. You have to accept him personally and say, Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. For his mercies endure, read forever. Amen, O Lord. For his mercies endure, read forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen, O Lord. Glory be to God. In the highest, amen. For mercies in your read forever, amen. O Lord, for mercies in your forever, hallelujah, glory. In the highest. Amen, O Lord, glory. O Lord, O Lord, for this pray forever. Amen, O Lord, for Father, we want to thank you. For indeed, your word is true. Your word is absolutely truth. You sent your son on a mission to deliver people, to heal, to restore, to give life, to bring all your blessings to mankind. 
at the cost of his life, at the cost of his blood, freely given to us. Because we can't pay for it. We can't even earn it. He came and set us free from the afflictions of the devil, from the power of sin, and made us sons of God by faith in him only. We thank you that you laid our, our sin on him. You made him our twinning sacrifice, the sacrificial lamb that carried the sins of the whole world. John the Baptist said, behold, the lamb of God that took away the sins of the whole world. That's your truth. That's the testimony of the Holy Spirit. And in the same token, he took away our infirmities and sicknesses. We owe, we owe sin nothing because Jesus paid it all. We owe him nothing. He has no right. We owe him nothing, nothing. Because Jesus paid it all for us. There is nothing that sin is exerting, the devil is exerting that we owe. We have been redeemed and redeemed totally free. We owe the devil nothing. He can't point to anything. The blood speaks for us. He can't. It's done. We are free and we are free indeed. Healed, restored, called to glory. We are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. We are the ones you sent to this world to show forth your glory. So that the world will see in us what Jesus has done. Father, you healed us. That man said, Lord, you don't have to come. Speak the word only. We to say yes, this, the word is enough for us. And so we thank you because today you told us that you bore our sicknesses, took away infirmities, and you healed us. We say thank you. And everybody say amen. amen. I said everybody say amen. amen. Everybody say a bigger amen. amen. Father, we are grateful. We stand on the word of God. Like Abraham. You told us not to waver. You know when we live here, we start wavering. No. Lord, by the power of your spirit, we will not waver. That which you are giving us today, we will hold fast to it. Because you said if only we believe it, there will be manifestations of that which you've told us. We are believed, and there will be manifestations of distance. Thank you, merciful Father. Blessed be thy name. As we continue on Saturday, to begin to discuss other dimensions for healing. It's a topic we can't finish in one hour. Other dimensions for healing. Lord, you are so faithful that you keep confirming your word. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.